Hey everyone, welcome back to Let's Get Beyond. I'm your host and peer, Rachel Mondrick, and today we're going to be talking about self-doubt. So if this is an issue that resonates with you, then strap in, sweeties, because it's going to be a good one. Today I'm putting myself on blast. This episode is called A Journey of a Lifetime because this stuff hits home for me in a way (laughs) that affects me. So much. I just need to be talking about it. It happens when I'm making these podcast episodes, right? The heart flutters, you get all excited and nervous. Oh, today we're going to talk about why that happens, where self-doubt comes from, what plays into it. We're going to be talking about the ego, our sense of unworthiness, comparison, fear, emotional safety. We're going to be talking about how our own perception of ourselves and the world impacts self-doubt. And then I want to lay some truth down on you, you know, give you some insight that's helped me immensely with this and hopefully give you some new perspective as well. And then we're going to talk about practical things to do because we all need guidance, right? What do we do with this? I have the insight. I have a deeper understanding. Now what? So I'll give you some tidbits and some takeaways. I'm going to share with you some personal stories today. We're going to laugh together. Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) It's going to be good. Hang tight. Okay, so let me tell you a story about self-doubt. All right, so let's bring it back pre-COVID, 2018 December, and my clinical examination is in three days. And I make the mistake of telling all of my friends and coworkers when I'm taking the test. So I got everybody asking me all week, oh my gosh, are you ready? Have you studied enough? Good luck on your test. Let us know how it goes. If you don't know me, I'm a recover, as Brene Brown says so astutely, I'm a recovering perfectionist and an aspiring good enoughist. So as a recovering perfectionist, test anxiety, whew, it has plagued me for much of my existence. So I pressure myself so intensely that I give myself a freaking fever. I'm so worked up about this clinical exam. My poor therapist, Katya, I love you for listening to this. I'm sorry for the things I've put you through. (laughs) Um, I'm, you know, yakking her ear off about all my self-doubt, all my worry. And she's like, what is the worst thing that's going to happen to you? And I'm like, I'm going to fail it. And she goes, and then what? I'm like, well, I just take it again. She's like, yeah, you take it again. No one dies. You just take the exam again. So I had a fever of 102 degrees for two days in a row because I was so stressed out and so full of self-doubt. Did not believe in myself. Long story short, pass the exam, practicing independently. Here we are. And now I've started this podcast. So F you self-doubt. We're going to stomp you into the ground every single day, but also give you a lot of compassion because I understand where it comes from. You see, we've been through trauma. No one in the history of the world has ever loved anybody unconditionally. It just doesn't happen because we all have egos, we are flawed individuals, and we're all doing our best, but no one is perfect, right? And Dr. Zach Bush um, is a 
he's an amazing uh, medical doctor who speaks on the ego. And I love what he says about how the ego developed out of scarcity. Many of us have been rejected and hurt so many times that now we believe that there is a scarcity of acceptance, uh, a scarcity of love, you know, a scarcity of support. And we become very fearful. You know, we start to imagine judgment, criticism, rejection, dismissal. We fear being misperceived by other people. And so we clam up. We get really anxious. This activates the nervous system. Our heart is racing, you know, hard to breathe. Maybe we're sweaty. I know for me sitting down during doing these podcast episodes, I have to breathe. I have to practice my own skills that I talk to my clients about. I breathe, I ground myself. I am usually barefoot. I, you know, I have my feet on the carpet and I'm trying to make sure I'm really rooted in the here and now. And I'm not pressuring myself anymore. I have given up so much. <laughs> I have given up the need to control what other people perceive of me. And that's a huge part of self-doubt too, right? We don't want people to perceive us as inadequate, unknowledgeable, whatever other negative thing that we hold deep down within ourselves that we fear might be true. You know, that sense of unworthiness when we have been through trauma in our lives, and so many of us have, we struggle with a deep wound of unworthiness, and that directly impacts self-doubt. You know, so that's been my work to do. Oh, man, that is my work. And if it's not daily, then it's weekly. You know, I am affronted with this on a regular basis. And I like to think of it as gifts of growth. And I know that's sort of corny. It's taken me a long time to get there. But it really is a gift to be uncomfortable, to be faced with your own fears about yourself, your own doubts, um, to go inward and meet those things with compassion and give those things a softer place to land. It's incredibly healing. And if you can do that repeatedly over and over and over, each time this happens, you know, you learn to feel so safe within yourself. And we'll talk about, we'll talk about that later. Uh, in the podcast today, but you know, that's just a snippet of something to do in, in working through this. So, you know, this all goes back to emotional safety, truly self doubt, right? We want to feel safe and connected to other people. And our sense of unworthiness and our fear becomes an obstacle. We work ourselves up, we create these narratives, we tell ourselves, you know, people are going to judge me, people are going to be, um, negative, whatever the case is, right? And that was a, a big thing stopping me from speaking in the past. It's always been a running narrative in my mind of imposter syndrome, right? This doubt in my abilities, this doubt in my clinical skill, in my knowledge. I have to get over that. <laughs> I have to keep working through that, you know? Um, so that's just me being completely transparent with you it's not easy. It's not easy. It does get easier. It absolutely does get easier. Your relationship to these things changes over time. These things never go away. That's why this episode is called a journey of a lifetime, because this will be my work to do until my body expires, until this flesh vessel that I'm renting for now goes away. It's carbon-based and water-based. It's, it's going to perish. <laughs> and I'm going to still be doing this work. 
Um, but we're going to be laughing about it. We're going to be laughing about it. the ego. I like to call episodes of, of uncertainty and insecurity ego flare-ups. So I want to talk to you about that in the next segment. So I'll give you a break here. Be right back. All right, so an ego flare-up is a term (laughs) that I recently came to within myself because for the most part at this time in my life, I feel generally grounded. Most days I feel really good, I feel calm, I feel balanced, and that is the thing that helps me to hold compassionate space for other people who are struggling and who need support. Friends, family, clients, whoever it is, I always have space. And that has taken me so many years to get to, and I'm so grateful. But once in a while, ego flare up, (laughs) blip in the radar, you know, that moment of insecurity, the spike in adrenaline, the heart racing, you know, sitting down to speak during these episodes, I have to check myself and offer myself compassion and remove myself from the attachment to the outcome of it, because I'm just here to speak and share. And if it resonates for someone, awesome. Um, If it doesn't, that's okay too. So the ego flares up. And if we are repeatedly gripped by this time and time again, we start to feel stuck. If we struggle with our ability to pull ourselves out of these flare-ups, we feel stuck. This is a word that I hear so often, and I just want to normalize the intensity of it. We want to keep moving forward, and when we don't, we feel frustrated, and we feel confused about what to do. You know, we get focused on the stuckness, we get down on ourselves, more self-doubt flares up, I'll never get over this, I'm always going to be here, I'm not going to move forward in my healing, why can't I do this? You know, we chastise and criticize ourselves, and then on and on and on, the shame cycle goes, right? So... Let me lay some truth down on this. The idea of being stuck is a perceptual limitation, born out of fear, completely fear-based. We are living, breathing, vibrational beings. We are life force energy manifested into physical form that is constantly in motion. We are evolving from minute to minute, every single hour of every single day. Therefore, we can never be stuck because you're always in motion. So if you feel stuck, this is a limitation of the mind. This is a perceptual issue. The mind, as I said in episode one, is very lazy and we can train it. So I want to emphasize that you always have the power here. You always have the ability to shift and change whatever the perception is. You know, the mind wants to reinforce how we feel. It's a self-affirming machine. It wants to protect us. So if I can criticize myself harder than anyone else, then nothing they can say can hurt me more than I can, right? So this criticism is a little bit protective as well. And the mind wants to distract, right? It wants to pull us out of our emotional experience and take us away from the discomfort by telling us a story about something that's going on. (laughs) 
So in understanding this, we can work with the mind differently and get to the emotional place because that's that's where our work begins, is getting into our feelings and getting into our bodies and getting disconnected from whatever story the mind is creating. Because it's coming from the ego, usually, and that's not really productive for the focus of our energy. So, you know, the common underlying thread of all of this is our core wounding of unworthiness. You know, this is at the epicenter of all human vulnerability and suffering. We feel unworthy. You know, the ego compares itself and is in constant competition with others. And often when we're comparing ourselves to someone else, we're looking at it from the vantage point of inferiority. You know, we're not looking to boost ourselves up. We're looking to lower and debase ourselves and reinforce our unworthiness. Doesn't it make sense? (laughs) Wake up world. We have other options. We can do something else. We don't have to feel this way. My goodness. So this is constantly interplaying. This the cycle of shame, the cycle of unworthiness, the the reinforcement by the mind with the what if scenario and the imagined perception of others. It's an endless cycle that we need to be pulling ourselves out of. So I want to empower you to do so because you do have the abilities. And in the next segment, we're going to get into how we do that. So hang tight. I'll be right back. All right. So what do we do? We're cruising along, we're feeling good, and then boop, ego flare up, self-doubt, insecurity, heart racing, fear. What are they going to think? Oh my goodness, I can't do this. Oh my gosh, why did I even try this? This is stupid. I just need to quit while I'm ahead. Oh my god. Okay. Breathe. Breathe. Exhale. Exhale first, and then breathe in deeply from your lower diaphragm, not from your chest, from your lower abdomen. And then tell me what your feet are doing. Let's get into our bodies. Feel your feet on the ground. Physically ground yourself. Look around the room. Stress activates our trauma responses and we get tunnel vision. So look around, move your head, Force yourself to really think about what you're seeing. Be in the here and now. Pull yourself out of your mind. Give your brain a different area of focus. And then I want to bring in validation and compassion. Tell yourself, it's okay to feel how I feel. How do I actually feel? I'm really scared. I'm freaked out. I'm having a moment of insecurity. That's okay to feel. I'm a human being. Human beings are really uncomfortable. It's really uncomfortable being alive. (laughs) Give yourself that validation. Life is freaking hard. It's an uphill battle, but it's also really fun and we can laugh. So do that. See if you can reach for something silly, a memory, a way to look at the situation that's going to bring some humor. Like, wow, I'm getting real creative with all the things these people are going to say to me. Man, I could write a book on this. I need to chill. The odds of that happening are slim. I am in a place of fear. I can bring it back. I can breathe. I can hold compassionate space for myself as a human. All right? 
this is our biggest work. This is hard to do, but I'm encouraging you to do it. You will feel better. It does work, but you have to practice. You can't do this once and then come back and talk to me and tell me it's not working. It's like any other skill you're going to build. Do you ride your bike once and then get on your bike three months later and tell me that you're all mad because you don't know how to ride your bike? Yeah, because you haven't been practicing. So practice these skills. Show up for yourself. You are worth it. And then next, what else? Get curious about your family dynamics. Zoom out and wonder about the things that you witnessed growing up. What mindsets were you exposed to? What behavior did you see? How did the adults in your world handle discomfort, handle getting stressed? What were you witness to? And how much of that did you absorb? Because we absorb a lot of what we're exposed to in our formative years. So a lot of the stuff that we carry now is not actually ours. So get curious about what is yours and what is somebody else's that's been perpetuated by now our own self-criticism and self-doubt. The next thing I can say to you is exposure work. Do what scares you repeatedly over and over. <laughs> Go do it now. <laughs> you know, speaking here with you during these podcast episodes, this is terrifying for me. So I'm going to be here doing it with you. I'm going to be giggling. It's going to help me feel better. And if I can connect with you, then mission accomplished. So do what scares you. Approach rather than avoid. When we avoid our discomfort, it only grows. It deepens into the psyche and it gets exacerbated when we're confronted with it again. So expose yourself and lower your physiological stress response over time. <laughs> They'll thank me later. Um, another thing you can do is think about how stress impacts your internal narrative. Stress sends us into the autopilot. Our nervous system is in a heightened state. Whatever triggers us activates it more from our history. We're more sensitive to in that time. So if you're stressed, it's going to lead to maybe a more negative narrative internally. Our self-doubt, our sense of unworthiness, it's going to flare up even harder. So on those days where you're really stressed out, just dump compassion all over yourself. I need you to be super easy super easy and gentle on you. You are a human being. You're not superhuman. I know we all want to be, myself included, but we're not, okay? And we need to rest. We need to relax. We need to ease up. So ease up on you. Stressful days, we're not going to be at our best, and that's okay. The acceptance of that is going to, you know, lighten the load, lessen the burden, reduce the sharpness of the pain of all of this. So please, please, please be kind to you. So those are some starting places. You know, I've given you some good tips. I hope you can put it into practice. It's going to be worth it. And I'm so excited for you. You're not alone. Ego flare-ups, self-doubt, we all have it. We all have it. So get talking about it. Talk to your friends. Share. Be open. The more we can normalize the vulnerabilities and stress and discomfort that we all feel, the easier we can move together through it. 
So please, don't hide. All right, my love. So I gave you a lot to chew on today, and I really hope that you resonate with what was said, and I hope you really got something positive out of this, you know, talking about self-doubt, the ego, our underlying sense of unworthiness that's at the core of all of our vulnerability. It's useful to talk about. It's normal. This is a normal aspect of human existence. It's hard being alive. It's uncomfortable. (laughs) you're not alone. You know, so I hope learning what to do, learning how to breathe, ground yourself, hold compassion, validate yourself, find humor, consider family dynamics, share with friends. I hope you can put that to use on a regular basis for yourself, whether you journal or meditate or whatever self-reflective routine you have, please implement these things into it it will help. You know, our healing work is never done. It's a lifetime of work. We never reach this magical endpoint where we're blissfully cured of all things that have plagued our minds previously. You know, we're not these Zen monks who go live in mountains. We live in modern society. And yes, we're going to feel good most of the time, but then there's going to be hardship, okay? So it's just a running fluctuation and giving yourself grace to move through that with patience and compassion. It does get easier. And I'm here to encourage you to keep going. I see you. I respect you. I am so impressed by you. Thank you so much for your time and tuning in this week. And I'm looking forward to talking to you soon. Take care.